Football Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Italian Football Podcast. I'm Carlo Garganesi, joined as always by Nima Tavali. We're happy today because Italy have qualified for Euro 2024. It was the most nerve-wracking, stressful night in Leverkusen as Italy just about saw out a 0-0 draw against Ukraine, which means the Azzurri finished second in Group C and qualify for next summer's Euros. Uh, but it was almost taken away from us right at the end with a, with a controversial penalty incident with uh, Mikhaili Mudrik uh, and Brian Cristante. And we'll talk about whether it was a penalty. We'll analyse the game as a whole. And then we will look ahead to the Euros. The draw is next week, of course. And um, we'll look at Italy's squad. What will Italy's squad be? Uh, and how well can Italy do in Euros? Can can we um, can we retain our our title? So, plenty to to talk about. Let's get into it. Okay, so to start with, um, Italy draw nil nil with Ukraine in Leverkusen. Italy went into the game just needing a draw to to qualify for the Euros, um, but it was very very nerve wracking. Um, and um, we we had to see it off in the end, the final 20 minutes, Ukraine were coming on to us and then they could have got a penalty deep into injury time, which we'll, which we'll talk about in a little bit about whether it was a penalty. But first of all, I just want to, I just want to talk emotionally. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Were you happy? I was just feel? relieved. I was that was just, my, that's, that's, that's the, like, that's, was, that's, the mm, one, that's the one word to describe my feelings. I was relieved. just relieved. I wasn't even yeah. happy. I didn't even celebrate or do any, I was just like, <sighs> like that's the yeah. only thing I did because this has been, I mean, you and me, we've what we've watched and covered Italy for what? 20 years, 25 years, 30 years, however, however, 35 years we watched them. This has been the most exhausting qualifiers I can remember um, and, it, and it feels like one long qualifier from the World Cup till now which tells you everything you really you need to know because there really wasn't an end where that where the World Cup qualifier ended and this began at least not mentally and of course with North Macedonia again and Mancini quitting just a couple of months ago out of the blue and you know Spalletti coming in and it's it, it has not been easy. It has not been easy, and so I was just utterly relieved. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm, I'm relieved. I mean, you've just described the feelings of the entire qualification campaign. Yeah, but I mean, I was relieved more so for just the game last night. I mean, watching those last twenty minutes. Um, I mean, it was it was it was so stressful, so stressful. I mean, I feel like uh, I feel like I aged ten years in the in the last 20 minutes, I feel. <laughs> I, now, I now look my age. Everyone says I look younger <laughs> than I am. I now look my, I now look my age. <laughs> I mean, did you, did, you lose, did you lose your hair and fully, fully like complete well metamorphosis to what's that guy's name who everyone says you look like? Who's like, what's his name? Oh, don't, don't Tate. start. Tate, Andrew yeah. Tate. Yeah. Have, you, have you really, have you completed your metamorphosis? I'm full Andrew Tate, Tate now. I'm full <laughs> Andrew Tate. Yeah. I mean, oh God, it was, it was, I mean, I skipped a heartbeat. I think everybody mm, skipped a nah. heartbeat. There's a, there's a famous saying that uh, in Italy that during the 1982 World Cup, when Italy beat Brazil 3-2, and there was a famous moment right at the end of the game when mm. Italy are holding on to the 3-2 lead, 
where a cross comes mm. in from a free kick and Oscar does a header and yeah. Dino Zoff makes his fantastic save Magical right on the save. line and the ball yeah. just moves as he makes the save and puts the ball on the line. He just moves his hand a little bit and the ball moves onto the line slightly, you know, part of the ball slightly yeah. over the line, but not over, but not over the line, slightly on the line. And um, there's a, there's a, there's a saying, I can't remember what the exact saying is, but kind of like that was the moment they say that everybody in Italy skipped the heartbeat <laughs> when, when that ball, when Zoff yeah. made that save, because they thought it'd gone in, it looked, you know, and that's how I felt when Mudrik went down in the penalty area. I, I, I mean, we'll come on to the penalty discussing, like, was it a penalty in a minute? But, but I mean, oh God, yeah, just, just overall, just, just relief because also because like, you know, we've not qualified for two tournaments in a row, uh, two, two, World World Cups, Cups, two World yeah. Cups in a row, sorry. Yeah. And if you go since Euro 2016, I'm speaking to our friend, our good friend of the show, Adrian Del Monte the other day. And he was saying to me, he was at the game uh, last night and he was saying to me, you know, if we don't qualify for this tournament, that means by the time the 2026 World Cup will have come along, that means Italy would have been to one tournament in 10 years. Mm. <laughs> I mean, right. I mean, that's just... I mean, no, but it's, for me, like what we were talking last week, I think it was on Thursday when, when I said, look, um, it's, it, this was all psycholo- psychology. Uh, qualitatively, there is no discussion who is better out of Italy and Ukraine. And anyone who saw that game will understand that right so it's for me it was all about the quality like it was all about the mental aspect of the game pretty much that, that that's yeah. what it was for me is the fact that can Italy when they started missing these chances they created this chance they couldn't bury it I was just like, oh my god, this is gonna cut. Like, you know what I mean? Like I was just, like, I was just playing it in my head. Night, you know, added minute injury time, you know, stuff like that. Oh, absolutely. Those those are always the thoughts that creep into your mind when you're when you're holding on to the game for, for sure. But and we, you've we created more than enough chances to win. That's that's what really. Yeah. Well, we'll come. We'll, we'll come on to that. We'll come on to that. First of all, just just to just so everybody knows, we we finished second in in group. Uh, which group were we in? Group. C, Group B. Uh, I, I forgot. <laughs> does it matter? <laughs> Honest to God, I... does it? Does it matter? Group does C, matter? Group C, whatever yeah. you want to call group it. Group C. So we finished. We finished runners up in Group C. Uh, England win the group with nineteen points, and Italy well, twenty points. Italy twenty points. Twenty, 20 points. points. Yeah. Italy Sorry. Yeah, I forgot they equalised against yeah. us today. Yeah. It doesn't matter anyway. Italy England twenty matter. points. Italy second with fourteen mm-hmm. points. The same number of points as Ukraine, but Italy finish above Ukraine because of the, the head-to-head record having won the, the home game against Ukraine. Macedonia come fourth with eight points and Malta's Malta no points. Um, so Italy qualifies best runners-up uh, as runners-up and Ukraine go to the playoffs. The draw will be on December the 2nd uh, and the playoffs will be in March and the finals, of course, will be in Germany next summer in uh, June and July. Um, right, so... First things first, we have to talk about the penalty incident because this is what everybody's talking about. Then we'll talk about the game um, as a whole. So it's three um, minutes in injury time. Mudrik has the ball in the Italy penalty area. He well, he doesn't the have the ball. That's the thing, though. That this is this is. I, th- I think this is one of the most interesting situations that I'm sure they will use in when teaching refereeing courses because it raises so many different things at once. I, I really think it's a very interesting situation as a whole, if you look at it, because the ball is squared into the like 
to towards the center of the penalty area, right? Cristante is closest to where the ball is headed, but Mudrik is traveling into that space, right? And he's got his eye fixated on the ball. He takes the ball first. Cristante doesn't touch the ball. He takes out Mudrik, but Mudrik proceeds to make the worst dive I have seen since Jurgen Klinsmann in the 1990 World Cup final. It was one of the most exaggerated embellishments and dives I have seen ever in football. It was atrocious. It's the way he flies. It's he, he should be embarrassed. Like that. That's all I'm going to say about the dive because it is shocking. But there is contact. So the situation then becomes okay. Because remember, it is completely up to the discretion of the referee to decide whether or not a contact warrants a infringement or not. And the referee, I think, I haven't seen anything, but I think his, his line of reasoning was this. The way that Mudrik flew with both feet into the air, like a, I don't know, like, like, a, like, a, like an airplane... I think he just said, there is no chance I can give a penalty for that dive. That meaning there was contact, but the contact didn't warrant enough of a contact for him to give that penalty. Because in his communication with the VAR, if he says anything else other than that, it falls under clear and obvious error. If he says, no, Cristante took the ball first, well, it's conclusive from the images that Cristante did not take the ball first. If he says that there was no contact, it's conclusive from the images that there was contact. So clearly the referee was there. So exactly what happened, communicated this to VAR, which prevents the VAR from intervening as well, because it doesn't fall under clear and obvious error. So it becomes a judgment call on the pitch. And that's where the, that's where the discussion should be. Was it a right or was it a, was it a correct or an incorrect call? I think, it, look, if this was 1991, there is no chance you give a penalty for that. None. Because they just didn't back then. Today, that is a stonewall penalty. I mean, if you look at the level that we see in Serie A, La Liga, Champions League, World Cup, that's a, that's a stonewall penalty. Yeah, that's, well, look, we're talking about stonewall. When I saw the replay from in front towards the goal... It looks a stonewall penalty from the first angle. They showed three re replays yeah. on the on the TV that I was watching. The first replay, it looks a stonewall. It's he 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 shifts the ball to the right, Madrid, and and then uh, Cristante moves into his space, mm. and he and it looks a stonewall. It looks like he takes him out with his right. knee or the bottom of his knee, and he takes him out. It looks stonewall. And when that happened during the game, <laughs> I just I stood up and put my hands and hands in my yeah, face. Well, me too. Because, I was like, thanks, because, Tristan. Because, because, because I'm, <laughs> that, at that point, uh, at that at that point, um, and, and also the the, the, the the friends I was watching it with did the same thing. Oh, where uh, did you one, end up one, watching it, by the way? That's a, that's a cliffhanger <laughs> from last episode. I actually returned to my friend Arnie's house and watched it there, where where Italy lost to England. So I took a bit of a gamble, but I broke under the jinx. I mean, you you say that jinxes don't exist because they don't, uh, Carlo. Because I just have to also have to share with everyone that before we did the preview on Thursday. I, there is we, we, zero correlation. We, we 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 argued for about five minutes, me and Nimmer. <laughs> and Nimmer was getting really angry he because he was really angry when I said that. Because I, it I, said, I begged, exist. I begged Nimmer before the before the before we started the pod 
please do not say that Italy are going to qualify for the Euros because you're a jinx and we're going to end up not qualifying. <laughs> and and Nima got so angry. Of jinx, course they don't exist. It's, it's they don't not exist. Witches don't exist. Magicians don't exist. Of course they don't. Like, they do not exist. They have nothing to do with that. Me placating your your superstitions well, is more me. Well, let's just say Nimmer didn't. Let's just say Nimmer didn't say it, and we qualified. So no, well, I'm I, still, I did I'm say st- it to everyone else, but okay. you. So that's fine. As long as, as long as I don't hear it, that's 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 good enough for me. No, but I did. Yeah, no, I watched it there. I watched it there, and 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 and. The friend I was, the friends I was with, actually one of my friends, Andrea, give a shout out to him. He he walked out of the room. Well, of course he, he did. He, that's he walked what, out of the room. Reaction. But that but that was my initial reaction. Was I put my when I saw the first replay right in front, I put my 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 my, my hands on my head and I just thought that's that's that's, that's a definite penalty. It looked stonewall. Then after that, they showed two more replays. They showed one from the side. And then they showed one from the back of the goal. Yeah, the and behind one, the one no, that they, behind they look inconclu- They look inconclusive. No, they look. The, the, they, the one they, from they behind. Show, the well, one they, from the behind other, shows that there's contact without a doubt. Like you have well, to I don't know which. I don't know which one you saw. The two replays no. I saw, one from the side and one from behind. You might have seen a different replay. They are inconclusive. They they don't show contact. The one no, from no, the they, front. They they, the one, no, well, the one I've the seen. One from the, was... the one that I've seen. I don't know which one you've seen. The, the, the angle that I see. They showed the. Two, I watched it on. I Rai. was watching Rai. Was yeah, watching well, Rai. I was watching it on Rai. But anyway, and, and Rai said the, I mean, the, the first. I, the first I think one it was Adani. Who was Adani's? Did you? I think it was Adani's comment. <laughs> it was just. I think it was Adani who was like. Like that's 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 a penalty. Like the the, the silence in his voice was just like no, the I silence think he said it all. The silence. Yeah. I mean, the first, the first. <laughs> listen, wherever you want to start, the other two replays. The first one looks like a stone wall. Yeah. It looks an absolute stone. What I would say though is, um, I agree. I think the way that 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 how dramatic he was with the fall. Um, he also overrun it a little bit. Like the ball went straight through to Donnarumma. I'm not saying that that should play a role, but sometimes in the psyche of the referee, yeah, yeah. if you overrun it and you don't have control of the ball, that does play a role in the in the referee's decision making. But I'd also say this: that um, Mudrik was diving all game, all game he was diving, it was awful, all like, game he was diving. There was one, there was one horrible one where he should have been booked in the first half when it was against Di Lorenzo, and Di Lorenzo just looked at him like, "What the." You know, what, what <laughs> no, this, this this was shocking. Like, I look. If you're gonna dive, can you please do it good? Like, can you do it properly? What was that? Yeah. I mean, he he looked like when we were nine years old, pretending to be professional wrestlers in the schoolyard, like <laughs> fake hurting each. Like, it was it was an amateurish his diving. Like, it was genuinely amateurish. Yeah. Um, so what I'm saying is, I think that the referee and the VAR will look at that, and and Mudrik has a has a has a reputation for someone that throws himself to the ground, and that worked against him. That worked against I, him. In the see, this is what exactly what I was going to say. The re- the only reason I think he did not get that is because, again, as I repeat in the beginning, it's because the referee looked at that reaction. He knows there's contact, but the way that he dives, and it is a dive. There is contact, no doubt. And there is, it is a dive. Both of those things, I think, are inconclu- like conclusively beyond a reasonable doubt true. And he, he goes, that can't be a penalty. I'm not going to give a penalty for that because that's too much of a simulation. Mm. And I think that's what hurt him in the end. 
to be honest. It's going to be really interesting to yeah. see how other referees uh, uh, come out, you know, analyze this. And and, and I'm, I'm really keen to see what Marelli says on this because this is one of those situations where I think he's probably the best in the world in terms of explaining the different well, parameters said- that, that, that come into play. And also, whether you agree with him or not, the way that he explains the laws of the game is, is truly unmatched and unrivaled. But I, I look... Spalletti, let's just, Spalletti let's just did say Italy got away with one. Let, let's, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay to say Italy got away with one, and that's fine. And we can acknowledge that. We don't. We don't need to. Well, you know, put it this way: it's about time we had a referee. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> well, 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 it's true. I mean, the last time Italy had a, had a referee, the Italy national team had a ref call go their way. It was probably 1934 World Cup when Mussolini, no, when Mussolini, when Mussolini oh, went in, with, into the referee's God. room before the game. That's the last time we've had a we've had a we've had a call. In, in a, so exaggerated! <laughs> I love exaggerated. We go back 90 you years. We have to go back to 90 years. Mussolini. <laughs> Mussolini calling the referee into his room before before the game. Well, <laughs> now that you said that, I promised one of our patrons, Art Morelli, that I, that, that that I was going to read this to you. And after you said that, I, I'm going to do I'm going to read his, read his message to you or his tweet to you without any without an ounce of um, of, of of bad like feeling bad about it. He said. The, by the way, Nima, the next time Carlo Garganeza wants to do another 120-minute special expose episode of the Italian Football Podcast on anti-Italian bias in UEFA FIFA refereeing, kindly remind him of today. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, you know, a broken clock is 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 is, is, is right. Is right Mussolini, <laughs> come on! You've got to be joking. Stop. No, look. There is no doubt that Italy got away with one. And to be honest, I just reminded of the... When I looked at Spalletti's face, I don't know why, but I was immediately taken back to that Mourinho quote of, I'd rather be a bad and lucky coach and win than a good, unlucky coach and lose. Spalletti won there. And I think, given what Spalletti has gone through in his career and all the bad luck he's had... He deserved things, one thing to go his way. And he deserved that to go his way because now he gets some peace of mind because he was literally thrown into the deep end. Um, he had no time to prepare, if we're, if we're perfectly honest. Lots of injuries, this this betting scandal that exploded. Mm. I mean, let's be honest, yeah. he's not had the odds in his no. favor. It's, it's not been easy for him. No, three days rest, whereas Ukraine yeah. could prepare for it properly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He, 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 I think he deserved that. I think he deserved it. Bit of luck, and, yeah. Yeah, he, he deserved he deserved this to go his way, just based on his entire career. And I, and and, and so I, I think, look, Italy got away with one, but it's fine. It's fine. Mm. Well, let's talk about the game itself, and then we'll then we'll look at the bigger picture. Of looking forward to the Euros itself. So the game itself, the way that I would summarize it is, I thought that. For, for most of the game, if you take out maybe the first 10 minutes in which I think Ukraine came on strongly, were pressing, were pressing well, and the last 20 minutes where Italy brought on Cristante and basically just played to hold out for the, for the nil-nil. If you take away those, those, I thought Italy were in total control of the game in terms mm. of the ball, in terms of possession, Without in terms of territory. Um, they, they didn't concede. Although Donnarumma did make a couple of big saves from Sudakov, and then that Mudric, uh, Modric, uh, Mudric, 
Luka Modric. Uh, Modric, he's definitely not Luka Modric. Um, Modric chance at the far post when it was a terrible defensive error from uh, De Lorenzo when he let the ball bounce from a, from a from a throw in. Apart from that, really, Ukraine didn't create didn't create anything. So I thought we we controlled the game well. Um, I thought the positives of the game were, and this is this is this gives me hope going forward with Spalletti, is I thought our pressing and winning the ball in the Ukraine half was brilliant for long spells of this game. Until, and, uh, with the exception of, like I said, the first 10 and the last 20, I thought we were winning the ball high up. They couldn't get out Ukraine. They were struggling just to put two or three passes together because our pressing was so good. It was like Napoli. It was like the Napoli of Spalletti mm. in which they just don't, they smother you and don't let you out. And that's brilliant. That is something that is going to be a big weapon for us going forward. Um, so that, that, that is something that I think Spalletti's already put his print on the team which was great. Uh, that was great. Uh, I thought we kept the ball pretty well. We're becoming a possession team under Spalletti, which is, which is good. Agreed. Um, the, the other positives I thought was... I just want on that point. To me, yeah. that's Jorginho. I, don't, I mean, people talk shit about him for missing a penalty, which is he should never be allowed to take a penalty in his life ever again. But his ability to retain possession, the calm that he brings to the team in terms of his passing, in terms of it's just I I thought he he was very he was key in these in these two games. Um, mm. The way that he allows the team to to build from the back to to calm things down to change tempo um, was was key. And I, to keep the ball, to keep the ball and dominate the ball. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I mean, both of us. I mean, I, I together. I'm I'm so annoyed that Locatelli was injured because I really think that Locatelli, Barella, Jorginho. That in this game, particularly with Ukraine playing the way they did, mm. I think Italy would have won that game. Yeah, like, I think. Like listen, I think that Jorginho on the Jorginho point. Um, uh, I think that he. Ha- I did actually say before this, before these two games, that Jorginho has been playing much better for Arsenal recently. Mm. I was, I was not ready to write him off, but I was thinking he's way past his best. Um, I thought earlier in the season he's shown that he does still have something to give. If he's still playing like, I mean, he's going to be a bit older by the Euros. Yeah. But if he's still playing like this at the Euros, um, I think he does have something to give. Whether or not you can still trust him against the France, against the England, who are so ferocious breaking yeah. on the transition, where he's going to be, you know, there was a moment when Mudrik went past him at pace, for example, uh, in the second half. Um, didn't do anything with it, of course, because it's Madrid. But, but you know, but you know, against the really better athletic teams, there there is still a maybe there will be maybe a, a question mark there with Jorginho still. But he has shown that he's got something to give. Still, he's he, he was very good in, in these two games. Um, the other positives, I thought the defence. We have to give a shout out to not only Acerbi but Bongiorno Acerbi. in his first. Acerbi. Well, and Bongiorno. I mean, after getting the, a yellow card in the first ten minutes, I thought he grew into the game really well. I thought those two were. Were fantastic. I um, liked what I saw from Bongiorno in terms of um, that, you know, throw, baptism by fire. And I think he passed. I don't think he passed with flying colours. I think he passed. There were instances in the second half where he scared the shit out of me, for a lack of better expression. Um, but I do like, we were talking about a fairly inexperienced young lad. Um, this was by far the biggest challenge he's ever been faced 
Um, I thought he did well, and I thought and I think I, he did well. No, that's what I, 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 I'll I tell you. One thing that was also get... good about him is he's used to playing the Spalletti system. I know mm. he plays in the back three with Juric, but in the sense that Juric likes Ivan Juric, the, the coach of Torino, likes playing with a very high line and pressing mm. and being aggressive, mm. and that's what that's what they were doing. So he knows that. I'm not sure how quick he is. I need to see a bit more of him. I'm, I'm not sure what he's like. What is what his pace is like. Um, because if you play with a high line, that is obviously, again, against better teams going to be an issue. But yeah, mm. listen, we defended well. Our defensive record's been terrible in the last year or so. I mean, just look how many goals we've conceded over the last year. I think the only clean sheets we'd had before that last night was against Malta, mm. uh, home and away. So, you know, the, the, I think defensively we did well. We, we restricted Ukraine. Yeah, we did well. I think we Italy did well. Did we restricted well. Ukraine yeah. to, 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 to very little right. um, chances. But, and this is where the negatives come in, um, our attack, we we just don't we just didn't we just don't do enough. I mean, I think we, Italy, their attack was better than their defense. I mean, Italy created more than enough chances to score. The problem is the finishing touch was. How there. many clear chances did they create? The, the only three, clear clear chances three, they I had were Fratesi was one on one. That's a yeah, clear chance. The Chiesa one and the Chiesa one. If the ball hadn't crossed the line, I'm not sure if the ball crossed the line. I think it might have gone out of play. No, if it didn't, about, yeah. But if I mean, it did, if it didn't, then that's the other big. Chance. They're the only and also big Scamacca. Scamacca. I think Scamacca, Chiesa, and, and Fratesi were, were really. Scamacca was offside. Scamacca was yeah, offside. I know, but I'm just saying, like in terms of chance creation and. Yeah, I know, but you can't really count them no, if they're, no, off, no. If they're offside. Fair. I mean, Italy had two shots on goal, and I think for the amount of times, I mean, we were winning it off them time and time again in the in their own half through that great press, and I said, yeah, we didn't really create much with it uh, after. So, I mean, that is the lack of quality in attack was again evident. The amount of, the amount of possession and ball we had in the opposite and on transitions, it wasn't sterile possession in the opposition. This was breaking, winning the ball off them and then breaking into space and we couldn't create chances. And I think that that is, you know, Zaniolo was, I was very disappointed with. Uh, he didn't, th- didn't do anything, didn't do enough. Uh, and Schemacher, when he came in, was abysmal, was just absolutely abysmal. He lost everything until the last few minutes when he finally... Nah, I don't think he lost everything, but he, he didn't he did. have a until good... The last few, until the last few minutes when he started to hold up, he was abysmal. He was horrific. Nah, he, he, had a, he had a bad game. He had a bad game. I think there, there was a couple of... There was a, I, I have to be a little bit critical of Spalletti's uh, lineup. I think Zaniolo was, was, was a ridiculous decision and how he got 70 minutes. I understand the thoughts, thought process behind it. It was really interesting to see how, okay, you got Di Marco and Chiesa on the left, so you overload that, you invert Di Marco, and in order to balance that up, you basically shut down the right wing with Di Lorenzo and Zaniolo essentially kind of also inverting into a back three with possession and, and Zaniolo kind of shutting down the right-hand side. But I get I, I get the, the, the idea behind that. Um, I just think that, the way that Zaniolo played throughout and how he got 70 minutes is just, he's just not good enough at this level uh, right now, right now at this moment in time, he's just not good enough. Um, and, and he was, and Di Lorenzo also didn't have a very good game either, but I mean, Buongiorno was a, was it was a gamble. It paid off. Yeah. Fratesi for Bonaventura. I, I think Fratesi really struggled. Again, Fratesi shows his technical limitations, and that's fine because we know the kind of player he is. He's a player that is... I mean, he's he's a poor man's Nocerino. I, I wouldn't even say he's a poor man's Barella. He's a poor man's Nocerino. God, are we going that low? 
No, no, we are. I mean, he, he is. A, he, no, but he is. No, no, he, he is a poor man's Nocherino. He's not a poor man's Nocherino. Yeah, he, no, no, he's a poor man's Nocherino, and that's fine because he has particular traits that are, you know, his timing of runs. His, you know, when he goes get, gets himself into those spaces, but his passing and technical ability is is very mediocre. His passing is not good enough. He gives no, the ball away too much, and that's why I think Bonaventura should have started. Um, I think he. I can I understand why he went for Fratesi. He wanted the legs, and I think it worked. I mean, we 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 we. Mm. we, we Feel that it was, it we was were good in midfield. Yeah, but that's because of Barella and Jorginho who were outstanding. Mm. I mean, this is why I say it's such a shame that Locatelli was injured because I think Locatelli's skill set with these two in the f- playing like they did yesterday, I don't even think Ukraine gets the sees, sees, sees the ball at all. I mean, they were so they, that's how good I think Jorginho and Barella together were complete domination in midfield. Mm. But our most I obvious think, limitations in this game <laughs> were, was the attack. For me, there's, there's this no is doubt the thing. about it. I wanted to, I liked Raspadori. I think Chiesa, Raspadori and Scamacca is what I wanted to see. I think taking off Raspadori and his movement for for Scamacca was, 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 was a mistake. I would have liked to keep Raspadori, Chiesa and Scamacca. But then again, you're not chasing the game. Ukraine are chasing the game. So I kind of understand Spalletti. So, but, but, I, but, but I mean, these are... Res- you know, Raspadori links the midfield and the attack very well together. Yeah. But, but even with Raspadori, we lack goals in the attack. I mean, let's be honest, Chiesa was, was, was brilliant. He was absolutely fantastic. He was everywhere. He was even chasing back. He, was even, he created all the chances creation came through, through Chiesa, that amazing pass for the Fratesi chance. He was chasing back. That was the Allegri side. That was the Allegri, mm. Allegri ring of the, the Chiesa. And he was chasing back. I mean, he was, he was, he was doing everything. I thought he take- was good. I thought he was good. But this notion that he was like fantastic, no, he wasn't. Because he's, he's approaching the level that we know he can play at. And, and I think that when Federico Chiesa is at his best, there is no discussion that he is this undeniable star and, and focal point of this team. No discussion. Even even below but his best. He wasn't. He wasn't. I mean, there were there were instances there. I think he was in I think seventy seventh, seventy. Yeah, he gave the ball away at the end. He got three tired. times in yeah. one movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, no, not, that's that's fair. He did give the ball away, but he was getting tired there. But he, was he, tried, he does try to do too much sometimes. He is a bit greedy, but but yeah. you know, you t- you take Chiesa out of this attack and there's nothing. There's nothing in this. It's, a me- it's the most mediocre attack you can possibly get. No, I, I think level. that's a bit harsh, but uh, it, it, it lacks bite. And the thing that he has is, is what, I, what I always say about him. He's like a it lacks difference making He's quality. He's like a heat-guided missile, isn't he? Like when he decides to go past towards goal, you're just going to have to drag him down in order to stop him. We have to pray he's fit, I think. The, the, attack, the attack is not doing enough. Zaniola, like I said, I said before, the, before this interview, the, the, the strikers, the attackers need to step up. Yeah. They need to make that leap. And none of them, still none of them have. No, okay, they, no. they did well against Macedonia, but it's Macedonia. In this game, they didn't make the step up. None of them. Uh, only Chiesa showed the sparks that, that he's at, you know, he's at the level to, to make a mark. No, he's on, on his way. What I thought was so encouraging was to see glimpses of the Chiesa from before the injury. Yeah. And that, that was, that made me very happy for Italy because again, he is by far, him and Barella, they play at a level like that no one in this team is close to. Barella was very good in these two games. No, he, as well. He's outstanding. He, he was, he, he was outstanding. This it was about this, time we, we had him back. The real Barella. Yeah, back no, as well. he, and together with Jorginho as well, the way they retained the possession was just these two games mm. was just, they, they did whatever they wanted. Um, it's such a shame about Tonali. We, we just, um, we need, yeah, it's a bit shame. Together, but I'm just, I just want to stress that we need more from the attack and we need more goals. We don't have enough goals in the attack um, at all. I mean, who's our top scorer in the, in the squad? Yeah. I think it's Berardi with eight goals. <laughs> 
I mean, that, that says it all. But, you know, even at club level, I mean, Moisa Kin came on. He hasn't scored a goal this season. Uh, uh, Zaniolo, as good as he's been, he's actually been pretty good for Aston Villa. He hasn't scored yeah. a goal for Aston Villa this no. season, you know. And he's playing in a very attacking Aston Villa team. Well, he scored really? score a lot of goals. Yeah, he's done his groin as well. Mm. Um, you know, so, you know, and then the other attackers, you, you know, a lot, to, a, a lot. I mean, El Sharawi's in the squad, for goodness sake. I mean, you know, this, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this, is, this is what we're talking about. So, you know... Th- well, we'll come on to we'll come on to how well we we can do, but I mean, on from a positive point now, of view, now we're, we're back. Yeah. We can yeah. we can relax. Yeah, we can start to yeah. we can start to build. Yeah. Um, has time now to work his magic, and um, yes, you we, don't have we, a proper competitive game for at least six months or something like that, and you can March, yeah, yeah, six months, and and you can five six oh, months, and you can four. focus on building. <laughs> Well, no, five, isn't it? Four months. Four and a half. Four and a half. Four and a half. It's uh, mid-November. December, January, February, March. That's four months. Four and a half months. We're we're in 20th of November. Well, it's the 21st of November. I mean, January, February, March is actually three months. We both have got our maths wrong. Four. December, January, February, March. December, January. Oh, no, four months. Yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. Four and a half months. It's It's not four and a half months. It's four months. It's the bloody 20th of of March. Four months and a third. Is that that all right? No, four months. It's a third. It's 30 days in a month, mate. It's 21st today when we're recording. This is fantastic content to listen to, by the way. <laughs> you and me arguing over, over time. Um, but listen, uh, <laughs> but listen, he's got he's got he's got this time to calmly build now. He can do, like you said, build his magic, work his magic, build, try to build a structure in place and 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 try to put something and try to re and integrate new players. I mean someone like Colpani is someone I definitely want if he continues playing like this I think he should be a yeah. part of this team. Just whether enough we've got enough games but yeah absolutely or at least we can we can relax we can you know and and we can enjoy the build up as well as fans. Yeah. We can enjoy the, the, yeah, the, the build up to we can enjoy the draw next week next week next Saturday yeah. the draw. But I'm just saying that with Italy in pot 4 because they didn't beat Ukraine because otherwise they would have been in pot 3. Mm. It's no it's not it's not certain yet, but we'll come on to that in a minute. It's a 97 percentage chance hmm. that they'll okay. end up fair in pot enough. four. So, <laughs> yeah. okay, fair you'll enough. Have to Let's move me. on to that. Let's, first of all, though, I want to discuss um, the squad. I want to discuss who is going to go to to Euro 2024 for Italy. It's still obviously a long time to go, and a lot can change. But I, I've I've worked this out, um, and I've split this into two two sections. First of all, I'm going to read out the players who I think are already on the plane, who are guaranteed to go, and then we'll discuss those that are fighting for a spot and who the options are and then who me and both Nima and myself would would actually select ourselves. So the guarantees are, let me just first of all specify that it's now a 23-man squad. Uh, It's not 26 anymore. At Euros and the World Cup, it was 26-man squads. They increased the squad because of COVID. Um, Now it's back down to the the usual 23. Um, So the guarantees are Donnarumma in goal is a guarantee. Uh, in defence, Di Lorenzo and Di Marco are both guarantees. And then at centre-back, I have a chair being Bastoni as, as guarantees. Mm. In midfield, I think Barella obviously is a guarantee. And I would add Locatelli to that Agreed. as well. I think he's a guarantee as well. Tonali would have been a guarantee, but obviously he's suspended and he misses the, the finals. As for the attack, I only right now have one guarantee. And that's Chiesa if he's fit. Apart from that, I don't think there's any other guarantees right now. But, I mean, you can argue against that. We'll, we'll, we'll come down to the to the pool of players that we have. So, let's start off with the goalkeepers. Goalkeepers, three goalkeepers will be chosen, as always. As I said, Donnarumma is a guarantee. The other options are Vicario, P- 
Provedel and Meret. The way I see this Nimmer is, as it stands, Vic- Vicario is a certainty yeah. if it's if it's picked right now because he's because he's been maybe the best goalkeeper in the Premier League I was this season. Um, but it's going to be two from those three for the other two spots. Would you say there's no one else really? Is there that's in there? No, no I, I, I'd say it's Vicario and Provedel. As things stand today, but I mean, mm. we're, we're eight months away, so it's impossible. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I think it's things stand today, Vicario and Providel for me. I, I mean, yeah. for me, it's, those three are the best. It's not even close. Like uh, Meret, God bless, no, not compared to Providel and Vicario because of the kinds of goalkeepers they are. I mean, Donnarumma's the number one. Um, I mean, the third goalkeeper, I, I think, has barely ever played in a tournament ever mm. in any nation in mm. the history of football. So, I mean, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Um, but uh, yeah, I agree. I'd, I'd agree. I think right now it's Vicario and Propdell. Mm. Right now. But then again, I guess Spalletti, Meret, Spalletti, Meret was Spalletti's goalkeeper at Napoli. That, that might, you know, he might have more of a chance because of that. Mm. But yeah, um, but yeah, those are the goalkeepers. That's an easy one. Right. At right back, um, I should say, first of all, that Italy will take either eight or nine defenders. That, that's that's yeah. how it will be. It'll be eight mm. or nine defenders. So we, you would usually divide that between two right backs, two left backs, uh, and four four centre backs. And then if you pick a ninth, you would get, usually you probably pick someone that's a more of a utility player that can maybe play as a centre back and as a full back or both full back positions. Or so that that's all up in the air. But let, if we go on the premise that there's going to first of all there's going to be two right backs. I think, obviously, Di Lorenzo is a guarantee. Right now, we're looking at Damien as the backup, aren't we? Right now. Yeah. No, without a doubt. I think you're spot on. Um, but the other options are Calabria, Lazzari, Florenzi, um, Bellanova as a very outside option. Um, those are the other natural right-backs that we're, that we're looking at. But consider, assuming Damien keeps up his form, I mean, he's going to be 34, so he could mm. lose his form. Um we're looking at Darmian, aren't we? I think we agreed on that for the other right back to spot. The good thing with Dar- Darmian is that he can also play as a centre back. I mean, he has in a, in a back three, um, mm. and I think he he because of the experience and the utility man that he's become. I mean, he can play to the left. He can play as a left wing back, left centre back, right centre back, right wing back. I mean, he gives you so many options. But I think mm. Darmian is almost a certainty if he's injury free and and, uh, and 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 doesn't and continues to perform at a good level. Yeah, um, he, the options he provides tactically. Yeah, no, he's been really good, and he was really great against uh, Macedonia as well. Yeah. He was, but it's he, like in the short tournament, you want to have options, don't you? I mean, the, it's a very short tournament; it's only six, seven games. Players, utility players, are very, very welcome because they give. Yeah, you absolutely. Players. And if we're desperate and we need another left back, you know, he exactly. can play there as well. You saw yesterday; he came on for Politano, plays a winger, winger. I mean, he can play everywhere, and, and that's that's a really important quality in the short tournament. Yeah, and he's experienced, and there's the inter exactly. the inter block at the back, and I think it's always mm. useful to have. Like yeah. we, we've yeah. often had with the Juventus defensive yeah, blocks Milan, in the past, yeah, exactly. it's it's very very important. Um, okay, left back. Now this is this is interesting. This is this is probably our best area in terms of depth that we have anywhere in the squad is at left back. So Di Marco is a guarantee. I think that's for certain. Injury, as long as there's no injuries or anything. Then, let me list out the the, num- the, the, the left backs. We've got Udoji, Cambiasso, Spinazzola, Biraghi, Emerson, Parisi, Ruggeri as well is coming on strong uh, at, at Atalanta. So we've got a lot of left back options. Right now, I think it's Di Marco and Adagi as the first two left backs right now, but so much can change between now and now and June, can't it? 
Yeah, look, if if for me, I will be pissed off if Udoji and Cambiaso aren't called up and included. You want both? I want Udoji, Di Marco, Cambiasso, Spinazzola, Darmian, and Di Lorenzo. Again, Darmian can play in many positions. So, and Cambiasso and Spinazzola can play on the right. Di Lorenzo can, is, is a right back. Di Marco and Udoji are left backs. Like, again, I, I'm looking for options. And since there aren't that any definite centre-backs, except for Acerbi and Bastoni, as things stand today, I, I, for me... You need to bring the best players. Spinazzola, Cambiasso can play on the right. They can play on the left. Udoji and Di Marco, you know what they can do on the left. So you have to have them. Di Lorenzo is is, is a leader in this. This is Spalletti's uh, Italy. So, so, you know, Di Lorenzo has to be that. And Darmian for everything we said. So for me, they those two, they, they all have to be called up, these players. Well, the problem is that we won't have the numbers to, 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 to pick all of those. You can't pick six fullbacks because it, you, know, you pick six fullbacks, then even if you pick three centre-backs, which you can't go with three centre-backs, you're going to have nine already. Um, mm-hmm. So you'd have to go with four centre-backs. So you can't pick all of them. At, at the very maximum, you could pick an extra fullback. So you could go Udoji and Cambiasso, uh, maybe pick a, pick another one, which he might do. He might end up doing because he might see Udoji as someone that can even play Exactly. as a centre midfielder but absolutely you can't have you can't have four fullbacks it would be too many and the reason for that is I mean we have to decide who's going to be at centre back uh, and I mean first of all I would take a dodgy let me just tell you that that 100% um, but a centre back uh, the guarantees are a chair being Bastoni uh, for sure if I and have then, to sacrifice a player if, if out of Cambiasso dodgy no, Cambiasso or, or Spinazzola yeah. yeah it's Spinazzola Spinazzola yeah. Like, I yeah. Mean, with all due respect mm. But we have to see how they play the rest of the season. You know, Spinazzola yeah. might come strong. Cambiasso might lose his way. He's young. You know, mm. uh, he might get a leg read. You don't know. So um, <laughs> <laughs> let's let's go to centre backs. Yes, um, yes. So centre backs, uh, Bastoni and Acerbi guarantees, and um, then we need another two minimum, another two centre backs, uh, maybe three. Most 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 um, uh, international managers for tournaments pick five centre backs. Most most, yeah. but. Let's be honest. Our options are not are not good at all. Let's be yeah. honest. So the other options this is are what Darmian as a backup right centre back. Well, that's the thing. I will. I would. I would. I mean, I know he's never played in a back four, but I would almost like you said. I'd rather him be our fifth centre back. This is what I mean. Like this, in a this, desperation situation, yeah. you go with him. Yeah, I agree. Because he can do that. I mean, he mm. he is such an intelligent player, and he yeah. he knows his limitations. He knows what he can do. He knows what he can't do, and he adapts. He just goes out there and does. I, this I'm with you. Thing. I would. I would go for four centre backs. And then have Darmian pick an extra fullback, and then have Darmian exactly. as somebody who can come that, in. That, yeah, that's I, what, that's I agree with I you. I agree with yeah. you because there's, there's listen. There's no point picking picking a fifth centre back like Toloi or Casale or oh. Basquidotto or someone. Like, what's the point? What's the you, point? You can't trust them in a in a quarter final or, or semi final in the Euros. You're going to lose. Well, so, what's the point to bring yeah. them? They, they yeah. don't offer anything. Like mm. they really don't. I mean, no, no, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. On that. Well, let me read, let me read out the other options. So we've got Scalvini, Gatti, Mancini. Toloi, Casali, Buongiorno, Romagnoli, Baschirotto, Benucci. I mean, we shouldn't really, mm. we shouldn't even name him, but let's just mm. name him anyway. Um, so we need two or three or three players from these options. We both agree we should pick two. So who are the yeah. two? Who are the two you take from the from these? Gatti and Buongiorno. Yeah, uh, I would probably right now. Again, things can change. Right now, I agree. I would agree with you. Yeah. I don't want to see Toloi ever in a. I think both have done well in these two games. Again, not elite opposition, but 
Spalletti said he wants to play elite opposition in the March friendlies, so that good. would be a good, good that would be a good opportunity uh, in those games to play these centre backs and see who who can cut it and who can't. Hmm. No, I, I agree. Man- Mancini's too much of a, a liability. He's gonna he's he got scares Alera. the shit out of yeah. me every time he steps out on the pitch. Scalvini. Uh, I still haven't seen raw. what the fuss is about with Me Scalvini. Too. He's too um, raw. He's too raw. And he, mm. I, I don't think this is... He, look, it's a short tournament. You don't bring players to, to, to learn. You have to be ready now. It's a tournament. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a finals. This is your, your no, I agree. The Nations League is to learn. That's yeah. what use, use the Nations exactly. League to learn now. That's exactly. the only use of that tournament now. Exactly. Yeah. Competitive okay, let's, nonsense. Let's go to games. midfielders now. Let's go to midfielders. So usually you would pick five or six centre midfielders. We, we play a three-man uh, central midfielder, so six centre midfielders yeah. you, you need for, for a three-man. Uh, and um, we have guarantees, as I said, Barella and Locatelli, I think, are guarantees. Yeah. So we need another four. Now, the options we've got are um, Cristante, Jorginho, Verratti, Ricci. They're the registers. They're the register options. Metzala options are Fratesi, Bonaventura, Colpani, Pessina, and you maybe you include Pellegrini in that. I don't know. I wouldn't do that. I mean, given I, how he plays, he he's plays somebody that could be this again. He could be a sixth choice yeah. and somebody that can double up as an attacker. You know, that's one thing. That, that's, that's a possibility. But anyway, yeah. I, the way that I think we need to break it down as registers first, because you're going to always pick two registers in the squad. So. If you pick Locatelli, if Locatelli, if we're calling him a regista, Locatelli, then you need one other one. Jorginho. So, so you probably, you, you'd pick Jorginho. But you see, I think that Spalletti could consider Locatelli also to double up as a Mezzala. Exactly. In which case, you could take Jorginho and Cristante. Oh, God, and have. No. I mean, no. I wouldn't do it, but I'm just saying, he, the no, way that he looks I'm at it, he could, he could pick Jorginho and Cristante as his two registers mm. and then pick Locatelli as a... Metzala, who can also yeah. play as a regista. Yeah. That, I mean, that's a possibility. No, 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 I think that's that's pretty much what's going to happen, and I'm annoyed because I know it's going to happen. If Kistante is not injured, he's going to go to the, to, the, to the Euros, and it's going to be a waste of a space in that team because I don't think Kistante is good enough, and I think he's shown time and time again he is a very limited player, and he's not good enough at this level. Um, and and he was lucky not not to concede a penalty and I because he's so reactive he's so slow in his reactions and in a game against a France or an England or a whatever in the Euros mm-hmm. and he does what he did on Mudrik I'll bet you anything that's a penalty yeah. and that's it I no he's not good enough he's, he's not good en- he's not good enough that is simple it's simple as that he's not good enough um, I, I don't even see him as somebody just to bring on to no, see the game out no. because look what happened yesterday this is as, soon as, he, as soon as Cristante comes on you lose control of the midfield that, I mean that, that's my big thing I mean, you know, I always want my I want my midfield to control the game I want them to exactly. dominate the game dominate possession uh, he doesn't do that and, no. and, and he doesn't even necessarily close the game up very well as we saw with the Midrick incident uh, yesterday I mean I just I just he's just not I'm not he's not a bad player he's a good player but he's not Italy he's not an Italy level yeah, player he's not good enough and, and he shouldn't be in this team even against Macedonia we lost our way yeah. when he came on no, immediately you know, those changes is when yeah. they score twice I yeah. mean he's just no no Cristante shouldn't be anywhere near this team no so, we'll always thank him for for that flick on that he did in the in the Euro final <laughs> from the corner you know yeah. but uh, that's it you know <laughs> thanks for no, that no. Brian but no no thanks Bri but Brian you know, yeah Brian good. 
Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 I mean, you can't. So you me, can't have a name Brian and be good. I mean. I mean, it's, it's, you know, some people just have names where you just know they just there's Brian. no way. Brian. Yeah. No. Brian. No. Brian. No, no, Brian Loudjob was pretty good. Yeah. Brian, apart from that, I don't know how we have a good Brian. No. 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 no, no we, don't, we don't need. No. 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 Cristante. Just, no Brian's for it. No. 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 Just Cristante. Just no. 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 Look, when you ride your luck, and you know that you've been lucky, don't push it. <laughs> like, mm. do you know what I mean? Like, you got away with one with Cristante. Don't mm. push it because he'll make you pay. Mark yeah. my words. So he if we if we don't think it will happen, pay in the euros. Yeah, Cristante. Uh, so who? So who do you? T- so who do you take then? Who do you take as your? As I your take Jorginho. Jorginho for me. Jorginho. Yeah, it's your six. Pick your six. Jorginho, Barella, Fratesi, Bonaventura. That's what Locatelli yeah, and then and then uh, Colpani. I don't count Pellegrini as a as a midfielder. I count him as an attacker. So mm. for, if Colpani continues to play like this, the thing with Colpani that I really really like is the fact that he's he's a big guy as well. He's technical. He's got a brilliant left foot, and he's also he's he's powerful. The way that he drives the ball forward, um, good finisher, big guy. No, I, 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 he, he gives something different to this Italy side uh, that they don't have, um, and and he can also play on one of the wing wing positions as well. So, no, for me, for me, it's as I, I go, today. I go Locatelli and Jorginho right now mm. as the uh, Regista, as, yeah. as the registers. I mean, Verratti, I would love to take him because he's my favorite Italy player the last ten years, but he's mm. playing in Qatar, and I just don't see it, how it can po- how you can possibly take him. It's just just. How it's funny you? that, isn't it? Because if you were to bet, I mean, if I were to bet um, on who out of those two would still have a future under Spalletti, I'd, I'd, pick, I'd you know, in August. You would have thought before that Verratti, that, that Verratti would have lasted longer, but he's, but he's killed himself. If he, if he was still playing in Europe, yeah. if he was still playing in Europe, he would. Have, I'm sure he would still be. He would still be in the mix. Whilst whilst Jorginho's playing for Arsenal, mm. but you, listen, you know, things can change. Jorginho was not looking good at Arsenal up until the last month or so, and now he's found mm. form. So we have to see if he can continue that. Yeah. yeah so I go Jorginho and Locatelli uh, 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 as the for the regista position, and then. Barella and Fratesi, I think, absolutely. So that's four. I think right now you go Bonaventura, yeah. but again, he's 33, 30, going to turn 34 next year. You know, he again, he could age. Fiorentina have a lot of games to play in Europe. You know, we have to see how, how he does in the, in the new year. Uh, and then, yeah, then there's, I mean, there's Copani, there's Pellegrini. I don't know who I would have as the as, as the sixth, to be honest. It's crazy that we've gone from so many midfield options. To, it's annoying to, to me. To, to this Tonali thing really annoys me because yeah. he would have been perfect in this midfield. Like, it just, it annoys well, the he's, he's just Well, he's just a big player. It's just, it's a, it's a huge blow. It's a huge blow. It's going to be a huge blow come the tournament and against the big teams, for sure. It isn't going to win anyway. Uh, this the Euros. I just, well, I don't think so. No, but yeah, we'll, we'll come to as for, as for the sixth one. I don't know. I maybe I I, I don't know. I don't know. I want to see Colpani first before I say yeah. I want Colpani. I want to see how he does in March. So I, I might. Well, that's the thing. I mean, if we're doing it just today, then yeah, Colpani. But it's impossible to say anything now. Yeah. It's eight months away. So hmm. okay, all right. I'll go with that then for now. Um, yeah. Attackers, attackers. Then so this is this is really really difficult. I, I think Chiesa is the only guarantee. Yeah. I think he's the only guarantee mm. right now if he's fit, and let's all pray that he is fit because he's so important. Mm. Um, then you know they're gonna we're gonna take six forwards, right? So you need 
generally you need two, at least two players who can play on the right, two that can play on the left, two that can play in the middle. A lot of these players can play right and left, like Yeza can play right mm. and left. So that that is that that's going to allow us to be flexible here. Now I'll read through all the options. So the right wing options we've got Berardi, Politano, Orsolino, Orsolini, Zaniolo who can play on the left as well, Nyonto who can play on both sides, Zakani on the left. El Shirari on the left, Raspadori who can play on the left or the or the middle, Keane who can play right, left or or middle, Schema- and then the, the centre purely centre forward options: Skamaka, Retegi, and Immobile. And then I said Pellegrini is a kind of midfielder, stroke attacker that can present potentially play both. So, um, well, we have to really pick, difficult. I mean, no, we have to pick Domenico Berardi because otherwise Patrick Kendrick will put out a fatwa on us. So <laughs> we we have to pick pick him out. <laughs> So, um, so, so Chiesa, Berardi, uh, Raspadori, uh, Scamacca, Pellegrini, Moisken is, is, is what I would go with. But I think he's going to go with Politano because even though they have a love-hate relationship. Um, so you wouldn't pick Zaniolo then? No, not on current form and not on... I just don't think he's good enough at this point, point, point in time. And I think he's shown it time and time again. I'll tell you who I think will go. I think, as it stands right now, I think, um, on Chiesa, obviously, I think Berardi, Berardi for sure, Raspadori for sure, uh, because of the Napoli collection. And I think he wants to take Schemeca because I think he sees, he wants to have a big centre-forward option. He wants to have an aerial threat centre-forward option. So I think he would pick Schemeca for that reason. Those four, I think, are different. And I think he likes to take, he would like to take Zaniolo as well. Uh, he would like to. So I think those five, then I think the sixth spot is up for grabs. Yeah, Who I would take um, as my right wing options, I probably would take Berardi mm. um, because I, I, I think uh, I think he's probably the most consistent out mm. of a bad bunch on the right. Um, so I would have Berardi and Chiesa as two right wing options. Then as my two centre forwards, as much as I've been critical of Schemacher, we need a we need a big centre forward. So you got it's got to be Schemacher or Retegi. You have to pick one or the other out of these two because you need a centre forward option. You need if you're chasing the game, you're one nil down. You need to to put balls in the box. You have to have someone tall that you can go long to, or someone that you can put crosses in. For that reason alone, we we have to we have to pick one of those two. Right now, you're probably going Schemacher. Um, I'm not happy with him. He needs to improve. He needs to improve his movement. He needs to improve a lot. Yeah, um, he's, 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 he's failing. He, he's failing at the moment. No, but uh, the thing, the thing that with Skamaka that is is the fact that he he he's one of the few players in Italy who can have a moment of magic out of nothing. He can create something that was just wow, and that kind of unpredictability, I I think is important in in tournaments because. He he does have the talent. He has the ability. He can literally create something out of virtually nothing, and and that is that, that's that's that, that kind that, that kind of unpredictability is something you need in a, in a tournament. But yes, Berardi, Chiesa, Raspadori, um, yeah, Berardi, Chiesa, Raspadori, uh, Pellegrini, Scamacca, Moisken. I I think listen, I pick I pick Chiesa, P- Chiesa, and. Um... Chiesa and Berardi is my right wing options. My two centre yeah. forward options, I go Raspadori and Schemacher. As my left wing options, um, I go. I, I I probably pick Moise Ken. 
Yeah, definitely um, Moyes can. I, I think Moyes can because he because he can play in all the, the positions. And uh, also because Moyes can has become a very tactically useful player, mm. um, and not just under Allegri. I mean, I don't know what Allegri is doing with him, but he's got him thinking football for the first time in his career in a mm. way that I've we've haven't seen that, and he he executes those those attacking roles in defence and in attack really well. I mean, yesterday when he came on, he didn't play too much, but immediately you can see he he can hold up the ball in that number nine position, and Italy are going to need that. Mm. And he's also a very quick player um, and, and dynamic player. So for me, I think Keane, on current form, has to be in the squad yeah, because he's sure. a utility player, just like Darmian. He gives you options. Yeah, and, um, I, and my, my, my other one would probably be, I, I think I would go Zaniolo for now, for now. Um, because I want another winger. I want another wide man. I want someone that can run at players. You know. I'd rather have Pellegrini then, because I think Pellegrini... Well, Pellegrini can't do that either. He's the slowest pl- person Yes, ever. he is, but, but he's got something that Zaniola doesn't have, and that is a set pieces, and the foot is just... Pellegrini, possibly because you can switch to a 4-2-3-1 and he can play in that 10 position, yeah. but that's why I would maybe I would maybe pick him as, as part of the midfield six, no. maybe. That's why. But anyway, listen, those are the six, but you know, I think a lot can change. Like I personally, I still really like Nyonto. But I, he needs to join a new club. If he joins a new club, if he joins like Lazio, for example, he's been linked to, or if he joins Tottenham, who he's been linked to, like he joins a club like that and he does well. well I like your contention again. I like him. Too. I do you like too. him. So I wouldn't rule him out. Um, also, yeah, like I said, Pellegrini is an option um, uh, as well. Um, so, you know, those are the options. I can, what I can say for sure is the players that I absolutely don't want to be in, for sure, mm. is Immobile for sure. I don't mm. want him to, to be... There's no way Immobile can, I want Immobile to go to centre yeah. forward. And then from the, the outside forward positions, um, I don't want Orsolini. No. Nope. I don't want Zakanyi. No. Nope. I don't want El Sharawi. These nope. players are, are not at the level required. Those for sure. Agreed. Then it becomes out of the others that are available that I listed, it comes out of who's playing the best, who's in the best form, um, you know, who plays well in the friendlies in March and, and um, before the tournament. So, you know, yeah. it, it's all dependent It's all dependent on that. But, you know, the, the place is up for grabs because, like I said, these players need to step up and they're not stepping up to the, that level right now. None of these players. And no. we need them to. Right, no, okay. Nothing more to add. Okay, that's, that's a detailed little breakdown of the squad. Uh, we'll do it again, I'm sure, back in, well, in... Well, I guess in in May before the before the before the squad gets announced, we'll, we'll break it down again. Then, um, I am very annoyed at this that they've reduced the squad sizes again. I think it's stupid. Uh, one of the, one of the few good things that came from COVID was that they, you know, enlarged the squads because these guys are human beings. The amount of games they play a year, and now they're going to reduce the squad size is just it's mm. absurd. I, I, I see oh, both I sides. I mean, a lot of managers don't like the twenty-six man squads. If you speak to most of the managers, they hate it because um, because for <sighs> training, it's impossible to train with twenty-six players. It's not players. impossible; they're just not used. We to can't. It. Yeah, we can't train eleven against eleven when there's twenty-six players. It, it makes training drills very, very difficult. Most. I mean, that's yeah, a reason. Move three. That's a reason. What? That's a reason why Deschamps and, and Southgate and who was some of the other big teams didn't didn't call up twenty-six for the World Cups because yeah, but if you've got extra goalkeepers, that, that I mean, nah, nonsense. I just yeah humbug humbug <laughs> it's just not used to it stop i mean it's just it's just this notion of oh i can't uh oh we're not you the people like to whinge about it and Mourinho used to whinge about it as well oh i don't want to have more than 23 players like, stop 
Mm. I, I'm not that fussed because it doesn't have much depth in the squad. So I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather the other teams be weakened by not being able to call their good players. So I'm fine with it. Oh personally. my god, I'm you fine are with such it. A gobbot. It is unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> that that is like it's as if Mo- you're channeling Moji talking to me right now. That's like we didn't talk. They're rubbing your hands, weakening everyone, death by a million small cuts. Oh what no! Let, let's let's have forty-man squad so France can call no, up forty, 40 world-class players. That's 40. great. No, twenty-six is twenty-six no. thirty. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about this player's health. I mean, these I'm guys fine. are going I'm to burn out. I'm fine twenty-three. Basket Otto can stay at home and tend to his farm. I'm fine. I'm fine with <laughs> it. <laughs> let's, let's let's just to finish off on Nima. Uh, just, just just to finish off. Um, how well can Italy do, do you think, at the Euros? I mean, just before I get to that, let's, let's start off by saying that it is, like you said before, and there's a 97% chance Italy going to be in pot four. So we're going to get a more difficult draw. I would say that, though, that I wouldn't be that worried about that because two teams qualify automatically yeah. from the knockout stage, into the knockout stages, and then four of the six best yeah. third-place teams yeah. qualify because it's so 24, 24 about... teams in the tournament. It goes down to 16. Yeah. So, you know, really... And I've looked at the teams that are even going to be in pot, pot, some of the pot two teams, and I've looked at yeah. the pot three teams, and you know Italy should be should should be okay. They'd have to yeah. be quite unlucky to get a group of death, put it that way. Um, so, and uh, with that, Mister, I don't believe Mister Jinxes are real. Just jinxed Italy. I mean, me? <laughs> yes, you literally just jinxed Italy. You're the one who believes in jinxes, and then you go and say that. Why would you put that into the ether and then blame me about being a jinx? <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> but my my jinx is broken. It's you. You're the one. That, no, 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 no. There's nothing broken about your jinxes. Don't don't don't, don't try. Don't try to project that on me. Neither that. No. Well, <laughs> listen. The draw is made on the second December. That's next Saturday at eighteen hundred. CET, um, so so it's not long away. We'll we'll we'll, we'll preview. We'll, we'll we'll definitely react to that um, after the after the draw and the, the Monday after that draw. So we'll definitely talk about that more. Um, but but yeah, so it's it's not going to be an easy easy group no. group stage. But we should we should you know we shouldn't be too worried about it. I don't think. I think depending um, on the draw, yeah, realistically, <sighs> quarterfinals. I mean, th- this is for me. This is a France and England's tournament. To, to lose, really. I think they are head and shoulders above everyone else. And I've said for, for, for many years now that I think England are bound to win a tournament. And I think this is going to be the one. I think England are going to win. Um, I, I, I would say, for, I, for putting it in by, let's say, five-star like rankings, I would say like England and France, France and England five-star. Then I yeah. think I'd put Portugal as a four-star. And yeah, then I think everybody agreed. else is three-star. Like, well, that's, that's, I, have, that's the, I have Germany three and a half. If that makes sense, uh, I don't. Did you see? I, I mean, I, they're a state. They're, I, I don't like them. I don't rate them at all. I think their defense is, is horrible. They've got no striker. They still play that fuck rog, whatever his name is. Fuck They still play him up front. Um, I think they've got quite an aging team, and they've got yeah. a few really talented youngsters. I mean, Musiala's brilliant. Uh, Verts is quite so, talented, yeah. but apart from that, and, and Kai Havertz uh, is playing the left back and scoring. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, Neuer, if he can get back to his best, they've always got Neuer. But I mean, it's, they have it's, yeah, I mean they they, 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 they've got home advantage, of course. That's always going to be massive. So so you can never rule, you can never rule out the Germans. It's, it's the, it's the, never write off the Germans. It's the, it's the, the Germans. The, the Germans. Germans. Yeah, never write off the Germans. But <laughs> but I think, yeah, I don't like Germany. Holland, I don't like. Um, 
who else have we? Who else? Who are the other big nations? Uh, Belgium are horrible. Uh, you know, I, I don't think. Uh, I don't. I think aside from France and England, I think Italy can fight it out with anyone. Mm. I think Portugal would be difficult, but then I don't like their manager Roberto Martinez. He's, they don't have a good manager. What Italy have, we have a we have a world class manager, and in international football, even the top nations don't have world-class managers. Mm. And I include in that Didier Deschamps. As crazy as it might sound, winning a World Cup Agreed and getting to two you. World Cup finals, I don't think he's a top manager at all. I think he's a good manager, but he's not a world-class manager. No. I agree with that. I agree you know, with and then England, uh, who have, you know, ha- have a fantastic squad, fantastic team, amazing attacking talent. Uh, they've got Gareth Southgate as their manager. Yeah, but you don't always you need... Know. I think we've learnt from the Euro... don't always need, but I'm saying this is the weapon that we... Manager. This is what we have over the other teams, mm. is our manager. We have we have maybe the best manager at the tournament, probably the best manager at the tournament, the most proven manager at the tournament. Who else is there? I mean, Nagelsmann, mm. but he's still a little bit unproven. He's very uh, young. Yeah, and he hasn't started well either. He lost to Turkey on his debut. Um, yeah, at home, you know. So, so uh, I think we've got the best manager at the tournament. So that can, that can be our weapon. That can be he Spalletti can make us greater than the sum of our parts. You know, we've already seen some of his some of his. his well, we have to give a shout out to uh, Patrick Kendrick tweeted this. I didn't think about this until he tweeted it. But Italy have four coaches at the Euro twenty twenty four. Five, even you could you could five. even you could even say five if you include Tedesco, who was born. Yeah, in but Italy. he was. Yeah, but he was. I mean, I'm talking from a Coverciano point of view. Yeah, uh, but I mean, Tedesco was, was born in Italy and he's Italian. He's got Italian yeah, but he blood wasn't, yeah, but he was developed in... He was developed in another country, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it still shows. I mean, yeah. but, incredible. But look, it's uh, Rossi, Montella, Calzona and Spalletti. I mean, that, that is, again, just goes to show that when it comes to tacticians and coaches, Italy, are, there's no one close to Italian coaches. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll definitely win the Euros for the... For the best no, coaches, they're the best coaches. Sure. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Um, yeah. Calzona at Slovakia, Vincenzo Montella in Turkey, Rossi at Hungary. Um, mm, so. For sure. It's, it's very, very impressive. It's very, very impressive. It's one thing about Italian football, we can criticise everything else, but we, we always produce the best coaches and we, I'm sure we always will. Um, but yeah, talking about Italy as a whole, I think that, yeah, I think France and England are on another level to everyone. Italy can fight it out with everyone else. We have our holes, a lot of holes in the team. We have to be honest. You know, we have we're weak at centre back. We have no depth at all at centre back. We're relying on a Cherby, hopefully continuing this level into his thirty. He's going to be thirty six by the tournament. We're praying yeah, that Cherby. We're praying thing. on a Cherby, and and you age quickly at that age. Yeah, you suddenly, that you can suddenly go from one day to the other to the next. You can you can be you can be finished at that age. No, Look no. what happened to Bonucci, Chiellini after the, after the last Euros. They were world-class at those Euros within a few months. They and were they finished. crashed. You know, so, <laughs> you know, we have to pray a Cherby stays, stays, stays well. Um, but, you know, our, our, we're not defending like we can, we could in the past. Our midfield, having lost Tonali, you know, Verratti going to Qatar, our, def- our midfield is not the same. And an attack, as we've, we've said for, 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 for many years, you know, we lack quality in attack. We don't have the same quality you know, I mean, just compare our attacks to France and England. I mean, if we had their attacks, we'd probably win the Euros. Uh, you mm. know, so that's the that's that's the difference. Um, but seriously, like it, it really feels like it's the preliminaries until France and England meet. 
Like it just, like it really, really feels like it. I just think because you never know. I mean, listen, of course, like you it's know, international it's football. a tournament. It's in a tournament, anything football, can look, tournament, anything can happen. You can yeah. get hot, and it's the beauty of international mm. football as well. It's it's the unpredictability. Yeah, we hit me. form. We 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 got to pray that we keep our players fit. No more I mean, injuries. Look at Denmark. Look at Greece. We are no. we are we are like a one or two more, inj- more injuries away from total disaster. I would say that mm. because our depth is so you know. But then you know, let's say England lose Harry Kane. I mean. They're, they're, they don't they're, have another they're, striker. They're, they're totally, they're, they're, they're compl- they lose so much. So England lose Harry Kane, or even if they lost Bellingham, or they lost a couple of, they lose a couple <sighs> of players. You know, everything can possibly, can, can suddenly change. You know, France might have another 2010 where they, where they, they all start arguing. You know, you know, you just don't, <laughs> you just don't, you just don't know. <laughs> they could have another 2000. Yeah. They start arguing. Yeah. And Mbappe that. takes over the team, you know, from, oh, from Deschamps. Yeah. Which know. he kind of already has. Um, <laughs> but I mean, no, but um, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, I think that's fair. But I, I think can happen. Like... We get a good draw. We keep our pl- we get a good draw. We keep our players. Spalletti moulds the team. You know, we play collectively as a team. You know, we're in Germany. Germany is a good place for us. We won the World Cup there. It's just over the border. We're close. We'll feel at home. Um, you know, it, it's it's uh, who knows? Who knows? We just I'm just. Happy I, I, I don't think Italy. I'm happy that we're there again. I'm happy that we can enjoy the tournament. I want all I want from Spalletti. For me, Spalletti's target isn't the Euros. For me, Spalletti's target is the World Cup. I want him to bring it. For me, that's when I want Italy to deliver in two in two and a half years' time. I want, you know, that's when I want Italy to be at their best in the World Cup, because it's been too long. Italy or reigning champions. I don't really care about the Euros, having seen them won it in 2021. This is for me just warm up for the World Cup. I want Italy to mount a serious World Cup challenge at the World Cup, at the next World Cup. That's what I want. So for me, everything until then is building to up until that moment. Hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I mean, there's always the chance also that we could get a breakout star. Like exactly. during the season, that can Cold suddenly pounds. explode. I mean, uh, it's unlikely. Look at the options, but you never know. It thing, you know, it does happen. Uh, let, I mean, who knows? Imagine Colombo suddenly explodes and <sighs> twenty goals between now and the end of the season. You know, God something, brilliant. someone like that. You know, that comes out. Then maybe it could give us a chance. It's unlikely, but you know, there's mm. always that possibility as well. That gives us more. That gives us more hope. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I'm, like I said, I'm glad to be there. It's going to be, I'm going to enjoy the build-up now. Uh, that was the most horrible thing about the World Cup, wasn't it? Like those waiting seven, eight months, the whole build-up and you're not there and it's just it's just horrible. You just want it to be over, basically. I'm, I mean, I'm looking at the pots now and Germany, Portugal, France, Spain, Belgium, England, That they're in pot, pot one. And then Hungary, Denmark, Albania, Australia, confirmed pot two. Austria. Sorry, Austria, not Australia. Turkey, Romania, Switzerland. Turkey, either pot two or three. Romania, Switzerland, pot two or four. Scotland, Slovenia, Slovakia, Czech Republic, Netherlands, in pot three, confirmed. And Italy, either three or four, but 97% chance pot four. And then Serbia in pot four. And then you have playoff winner A, B or C in pot four. Mm. Uh, there's no group of death here unless the Netherlands, even if Netherlands, say it's France, Netherlands, Italy, and Denmark. Yeah. Like, that, I'm sorry, but. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. With I agree. all due respect, Italy should go through. Yeah. 
So um, if they don't, it's a failure. Let's let's be honest about it. But but I mean, no, I I, I think I'm not too worried about it because because I think the Euros. No, look, it's 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 it is like you said. It's France, England five star, then Portugal four, then I have Germany at three and a half, and the rest at three. So, well, well I, it's it's going to be an interesting Euros. Uh, but for Italy's perspective, I for me, I, I have a quarter final. But that's what I think we can ask of this Italy: a quarter final. That would be respectable. Well, that's what I demand. Anything above that, huge. Bonus. Yeah, yeah, I agree. We 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 we've got we we should be good enough to get to the quarterfinals, assuming we get a decent draw. You know, we don't meet like a France or or England in the last sixteen, and then from the quarterfinals, I guess it depends on the draw and and you know what happens. What happens next? The reason I don't want Italy to win this tournament is because I don't want them to do everything they did wrong the last time around. They won it and go into this. They, they start acting like the senators of the Roman Empire that brought glory to the empire and, and start like <laughs> and forget to do the hard work. Listen, they're going to do that. They're going to do that. Whether, they're going to do that win or lose, Nima. I mean, let's be no, honest. No, 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 We've no, not no, qualified way, for two World Cups in a yeah, row. And we no, still no, haven't changed anything. Going, that's the thing. They're not going to do that. If they don't win it, they'll go hungry into the World Cup. I do not want them standing there like last time mm. when when Bonucci was taking laps of honor before the game. And it's, it's just, yeah. I, I, listen, I'll, I'll take a win all day long because I know it's, this is Italy. We don't change. We're not going to change anything anyway. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I'd rather take the win. I love the defeatist attitude. <laughs> okay, let's enough. leave it at that. I uh, hope you enjoyed that. Uh, it's nice to have something to look forward to again, isn't it, for Italy, yeah. Italy national team fans. Um, we will, like I said, the draw is next Saturday. So we definitely will do a, a reaction to that on the, on the Monday pod. Yeah, um, and uh, maybe maybe we might even do a preview uh, if we get time. We'll do a preview next Thursday as well. But it's, yeah. it's champion. Is it Champions League next week? Uh, yeah, in next yeah, week? yeah. So we'll probably, we will have a lot to talk about. But if we can if we can fit it in, we'll, we'll maybe we'll do a little preview of the of the draw as well next Thursday. Okay, right. We'll be back on this Thursday. Well, before, before we go, I mean, we'll, we'll, yeah. we're doing a Q and A this Thursday, aren't we? So yeah. we're not going to do a preview, but you know, or, or on Thursday. But I do want to. I mean, there's some juicy games coming up this weekend mm. uh, in the Serie A. You've got Atalanta One in Napoli, particular. Well, Milan Fiorentina, Juventus Inter. There's there's quite a few juicy games and the Derby d'Italia on Sunday night. Um, yeah. So, and of course... We'll talk about that. Much. We'll talk about Derby d'Italia on, on the Q&A. We'll, 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 mm. we'll find space for it on that. Um, we'll preview it in that, in, in the, on Thursday's show for sure. But it's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. Two points separate the two teams. Top of the table clash. A lot of teams have both teams have a lot of injuries as well. Um, well this is what I was going to say. What is the state of Locatelli's injury? Who knows? It, Who knows? Because I mean, it's, Juventus are Juventusing this. Like it's just the, the, he's, not he's feeling pain. Apparently, he hasn't been able to train. So I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's 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 one of those that he played through the pain in the last game. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's one of those kind of chronic ones, which is always difficult to tell, isn't it? With those ones, um, who knows? Who knows? I mean, there's other injuries as well um, for both teams. You know. So I, it, I, before we go, though, we have to do Bajo and Prem face of the week because I saw yesterday Bajo and a Prem face that I think is one of the biggest Prem faces in history. Like, <laughs> go on then, tell us all. Well, let's do the let's do the Bajo and, and Prem face swoosh. So this is this is this is truly. I, 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 when I saw this, this was sent to us um, by one of our patrons on DM on pa- uh, on Patreon, and and I just couldn't. I thought I thought he was I thought he was having me on, um, and and it's just 
I, I don't know what to say. It's truly one of the most. I mean, the, the game had barely ended um, when when this um, when, when, when 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 I received this uh, this message. Um, it comes from um, um, our, our our patron. Um, I'm just bringing up uh, the 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 the, 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 chat, uh, the chat here, but yeah, Reese McQuig sent this to us, <laughs> and it is. I mean, the Daily Mail have outdone themselves this time. Listen to this headline. This is the headline. Italy Italy reach Euro 2024 in controversial circumstances as Ukraine are denied a late penalty, dot, 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 just days after UEFA chiefs said it would be a disaster, in quotes, if holders didn't qualify. (laughs) Look, how is that in our news article? I mean, just the way it's, and then and then you just go haranguing about you know the penalty situation and blah blah blah, and then we go into the really Italy defender Italy defender Brian Cristante looked as though he swiped at the winger's legs and brought him down inside the penalty area, though the referee waved play on. Ukraine players and staff vented their frustrations and astonishment at the decision, but it fell on deaf ears as the officials suggested there was no further doing. The incident comes just days after UEFA president Alexander Ceferin said it would be a, quote, disaster if Italy failed to qualify for Euro 2024, which was lamented by Ukraine head coach Sergei Rebrov. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know. Not surprised like, at all. Uh, okay. The fact that Ceferin said something incredibly inappropriate, I don't think anyone thinks that was intelligent thing by him to say I think it was stupid uh, but then it's par for the course with Alexander Ceferin As he, you know, in Sweden we say when someone says something stupid we say a frog jumps out of their mouth Alexander Ceferin has a farm of frogs and is living in his mouth so there's nothing new there but this insinuation stuff I mean if this is the kind of stuff that if you were to say at them, they'd call you a conspiracy theorist. They'd call oh, you everything. Yeah, of course, yeah. But this is madness. He, they're literally insinuating that Italy rigged the game, or that sorry, UEFA rigged the game on behalf of Italy. That, that's that's what they're insinuating. Yeah, and it's just like I couldn't believe that. It was it was truly truly remarkable. I can believe it because this is just what what we expect from the from it, it was, the it Daily was, Mail I, I just, and the. My my head exploded when I saw that. I was like, the Come. Is that a lot of the people that have been up in uproar, like they didn't even watch the, they didn't even watch the game at all. You know, they just see a little highlights. I mean, I've seen all like on social media, and I've seen in the media like Chelsea fans as well. Like they're going ballistic about uh, Mudrick, and the referee has robbed Mudrick. Of, they're of Chelsea the, fans. Of the they have literally nothing to they, be happy about Mudrick, other than that. <laughs> Mudrick has been robbed by the referee of of, of dragging his nation to the <laughs> dragging. To, to, I to love the, the drama. And they're, they're talking about how amazing he was because there was a couple of like you know somebody put together like a thirty second highlights compilation of. Of, of Mudrick going on a few dribbles last night, and uh, they they seem to the, the consensus around just just Google is just not Google, just go onto um, Twitter and have a look, uh, search Mudrick and and see what everybody's saying about him. And and you know apparently he was he was man of the match and he was he was he was he was not man of the match. He was awful. He was absolutely <clears throat> he was dreadful. The people didn't even watch the game. He completed mm. one of his five dribbles. He won one of his nine duels. He lost possession twenty times. He he miscontrolled the. Uh, 
he let a ball run un, under underneath his studs in the first half when he would have just had. And he the made the and worst the dive chance. since Jurgen Klinsmann in the 1990 yeah. World Cup final. You know which one I mean when he when when that's when how I do, know, yeah, I do know what you mean, and yeah. he does that ridiculous thing with his legs and he's holding his head and mm. it's just it's the most theatrical, embarrassing thing ever on a football pitch. Mm. And he manages to somehow not not beat Klinsmann because that is. No one will ever beat that. Him, Neymar and Klinsmann are just, no one will ever come close to them. And I don't know what you have to do to, to, to come close to them in terms of diving and ridiculousness and, and, and exaggerating an impact. But he came to the vicinity of those two mm-hmm. doing that. But this is, but this is just, what, this is what I mean. This is what the, this is what the, the, the Daily Mail and like these mainstream media in, in Britain are like. They don't even watch the games. They, then they write features and articles. I know because I've seen them do it. Yeah, it's, it's agenda they, pushing. They, they write, they write, pushing. they write a feature in an article on a game and they've not even watched the game. They think, no, oh, they've decided what, what, what the agenda is. What can we do on the game? And they pick yeah. out like a, like a narrative. No, no, the narrative is decided beforehand and then they adapt the facts to the narrative, which is the very definition of what isn't journalism. Mm. <laughs> it's just, look, it's it's truly, yeah. truly, it's just. Anyway, anyway, we need we need to wrap this up. Badger yeah. of the week, though, of course, we'll go with Italy. Italy. We'll go with Spalletti yeah. in Italy for for taking us to the Euros mm. and giving us some joy again. Yeah. Right, okay. As I said, back on Thursday, we'll do the Q and A, and we'll also preview the the Derby d'Italia. Uh, until then, have a good week. Ciao, ciao.